Between Two Friends with Brett Trembley is a podcast for entrepreneurs about current issues, topics, advice pertaining to their industry, and more times than not, life in general. In this episode, our guest is Ivan Modonovic. Hey everyone, back again with another episode of Between Two Friends. And today, uh, we've been trying to coordinate this for several months now. I have a very special friend and somebody I admire in the business world, especially Ivan Mladenovic from Primo. He's got a lot going on. He's also very worldly, so he's really fun to talk to. And um, Ivan, I hope that was an okay introduction for you, but uh, tell us a little bit more about you. Sure. I uh, I don't know that I've been described as being worldly, but I, I certainly appreciate that. <laughs> um, uh, I think maybe like the, the 10 second bio, uh, I was born in Belgrade, Serbia, moved to the US when I was three years old. Um, I lived in Miami for most of my life. I uh, did a couple years in California. Uh, I made movies for about five years on the production side and the finance side. And then I came back from LA and start to, to Miami and uh, started an IT consulting firm. Uh, it was first a B2C business, grew into a B2B business. And now I've got a couple businesses and uh, a 10-month-old daughter. Yeah, congrats on that, by the way. Thank you. The lovely Kaya. Um, yeah. Tell us real quick, just how can you kind of tell the audience where you guys are um, and, 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 you know, how, how like we would all understand? There's different, there's a big difference between a big business and a good business. And they're not necessarily always the same thing. So I think I'm more in the, I, I'm trying to build a good business. And to me, that implies that I have a healthy company culture and really um, happy team members that we really deliver an incredible product, an incredible service, that we have great clients that really fit our, our company core values and kind of fit our model. Um, and that as a whole, the whole thing is, is you know, as profitable as possible. Um, and I think we achieve each of those things. Uh, Primo is uh, just shy of 20 employees. We've been in business for 12 years. And I guess if there's something to say about Primo, it's it's pivoted quite a bit. And I think businesses that pivot well and frequently are the ones that ultimately keep getting to a better place perpetually. What is, what do you think your key to success has been? And I know that's like usually a throwaway question because everybody wants a magic pill and there's not one, one thing like, Oh, you do this. And if you start an IT company, you know, you'll be a billionaire tomorrow. It doesn't work that way. But um, other than being, being agile and being able to really adapt you know, what, what about early on? What did you guys do that, that really helped you gain a customer base? My key to success, I would say more than anything is mentors. So I, um, I was a, you know, B student. <laughs> um, I have a film degree, so I'm not very qualified to own a business by education standards. Um, but I have the benefit of having, you know, my first mentors, my parents, and then ultimately a lot of mentors that sort of showed me the way. So when you think about growth mindset, I tie that with mentorship a lot because it's very easy to say, okay, you know, my business looks like this, but I want it to look like this. Oh, there's the, you know, person that owns that business. Let me see if I can talk to that person. And so I've, I've built a, a, a wonderful network of very generous people that are, that are generous with their time and their advice. Um, and, and ultimately, you know, people that have coached me in my business actively, as well as, you know, uh, people that I meet with passively and it, it it does make a material difference because it's very um like 
like you know the premise of the secret where it's like you got a kind of vision where you want to go but it's even easier like if you actually there is something there so like i have a I have a good friend who lives in, in Connecticut and he has a, a really great IT company and I really respect him a lot. So when we talk, it's kind of cool to see things in his business that I want to emulate, just like he sees things in mine that he wants to emulate. And it's easy to trade notes and say, okay, um, it's not an imaginary um, destination. It's something that's actually like palpable. It's like, oh, um, we operate in this structure. Here's how I got to this structure. And so I think that you know, mentors and sort of having like a, a perpetual like uh, uh, growth cycle has been a, a big part of our success. Yeah, so I I've been on about thirty podcasts this year, and I I it seems like on every one of them I say this line, which is, you know, I really believe in coaching. And if Michael Jordan never like graduated from having a coach, right? He never tried to be a player coach. So like, why should I? And I think um, I know mentors is, is is related, but it's different than having a business coach, but. Like some people look at like, oh, well, you know, I did that and I graduated and now I know everything there is to know. Like I constantly think that I don't know and it's impossible to know everything there is to know. Plus things are changing so quickly. And, and yeah, I know you've never been afraid to reach out to people for help. I mean, what's the worst somebody can say is no. Right. Yep. And, yep. And, and you've been very, very good at that. You got to be careful, though, on who you take advice from. And a lot of like in my in my field, right? There's a lot of attorneys that just one one guy and his paralegal and has been has been been that way for 30 years. It's like success isn't longevity to me in terms of business growth and like like having a mentor. So if, if the guy's been the same for 30 years, maybe he's not the one you should be taking advice from. He may be a very good attorney, yep. but if your goal is to build a business and and to have a growth mindset and continually look for the next level, which you don't have to. That's not for everybody, but, um, you know, reach out to those people who have built what you have, what you want to build, right? Because there's always somebody with a higher level than you. So that, that really... premise works. The younger you are, the better that premise works. So I spoke yesterday to a, um, a gentleman that graduated from college. It was like in his last year of college and looking at project management careers and a few other things. And I said to him, you're at the perfect age to ask anybody for anything. Like if someone called me and said, hi, I'm interested in getting into the project management space. I know I don't qualify for any positions at your company, but like, tell me about what that looks like five years from now. And you could get a roadmap and I could tell you first do this, then do this, then do this, then you'll get yeah. this, you'll get paid this. You can expect to earn this. This is the quality of life that you will have. And like, and you could say, after considering what you said, I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> so I think that, that, that there's not enough of that, like, you know, internship, mentorship, apprenticeship that goes on. But there is no doubt that that is such an easy way um, at a young age. And to some extent, like, I mean, not for nothing, but I still ask for advice on a regular basis. I just get told no more often um, just because people are, are not as available for someone like me. But if, if, if a high school kid comes to you and said, I, I really, really would like to be an attorney when I grow up, you'll probably give him time yeah. for her people there's no shortage of advice because people want to give you advice to validate themselves and what they've done but that's also what why you got to be careful um yep. you know because i've had i've had bad advice i think we all have like no you, you know you just need one really good employee and take care of them and they'll take care of you and it's like okay well that's just not not what i wanted out of life but um what's what's next for for you in the next you know three to five years because you've had 
you know, a huge shift now in the past 11 months, I guess, with, with the new coronavirus world. But I think for you guys, it's, it's been good for business, you know, is what it is. So what do you, what do you see changing in business in general and for you guys? So if you had told me in March of last year that my company would have operated better working remotely, I would not have agreed with you. Um, and this was a forced test, um, a long test. It's still a test. We're still working remotely. So I think that um, although my the nature of my business is very office driven in that um, it's really hard to mentor a young technical talent if you're not physically there with them, seeing what they're doing. Um, it's challenging to build marketing strategies and collaborate with people as easily if, if you're not in person. But I think though, you know, things like Microsoft Teams and Zoom and things like that have opened an entire universe of, of being able to be um, more productive. I also think that I will probably spend about half as much time doing in-person lunches and breakfasts and things like that. I think um, it is possible to develop very similar relationships with people over a, a Zoom or a Teams meeting or something like that. So I think that it's a, I think I'll get time back. And so for me now with, you know, my, my daughter and, and, you know, sort of expanding my ability to manage time better, um, I think that's kind of part of the focus over the next five years. I mean, the other focus for me is just growing this business. Um, I'm, I'm very, you know, very growth minded and, and focused on, um, you know, material growth in this business over the next five years. Um, I think there's a couple more pivots that we have to make, one of which we're working on now. Um, I've got two other businesses that I'm um, exploring or, or involved in currently. So I think that time is very important. Um, I know you agree with that. Um, and I think that that functionally uh, creating a, a, a methodology where I can leverage my time the best way possible and also do all the things that I want to do um, is, is probably the, the big five-year plan. Yeah. Okay. That's, that's actually really good insight. Let me, let me circle back around to something that I think is one, what should be one of the biggest takeaways from, from this. Let's say you are a, a younger person wanting to get into business is that, you know, you have, you were in film, you know, you're not a computer guy. And, and here you are with a very successful IT company, or at least I don't think you would call yourself a computer guy, although you know more than 99% of us. But um, it's the fact that, and I use this analogy all the time, which is a restaurant. Like if you want to own a restaurant, you, you cannot be the, the, the waiter, the host, the maitre d', the sommelier, the head chef, the line chef, the owner, you know, or yep. you're going to have a terrible restaurant with really bad food. So if you want to be a restaurateur, you don't even have to be a good chef. You just have to hire the best possible chef and have great concepts and, and turn the work over to other people. So, you know, you, you, you didn't let anything get in your way of saying, well, I can have a successful business even if I don't know how to build a computer from scratch, for example. And I just think that's really important. You know, tell, tell me about that mindset because your background was not in IT. There's a, I think it's like a Michael Jordan thing where it's like, if I, if you and I get onto a treadmill at the same time, either, either you're going to get off first or I'm going to die on the treadmill. And so <laughs> that's like, to me, it's, it's, I'm certainly not the, the most um, IT savvy person in my industry, 
but I, I, I just love to work. I really enjoy what I do and I enjoy building things. And so, um, early on, I was definitely the guy, you know, clicking buttons and removing viruses and setting up networks. And eventually I was able to build a team out to do not only the technical work, but also the operational work, the financial work and things like that. So I think that that's, that's what makes, um, that's the cool part about being an entrepreneur is if you enjoy building things, you know, I was a, a Lego guy growing up. I was obsessed with Legos. Um, and so I, if you enjoy that process and you enjoy the layers that your business has and you enjoy like, Hey, here's what I was doing last year. Now I'm doing this, this year. Now here's what I think it needs to take. And that, that challenge is, is kind of cool. And it gets cooler as the business gets bigger because the, the risk is potentially less. The reward is potentially more. The unsaid piece of this is that like graph that appears on Instagram where it's like the emotional roller coaster that's being an entrepreneur where it's like, <laughs> you have an amazing day, you have an awful day, you have an amazing day. You have an, and it's literally exactly what it is. Yeah. And, and it seems like over the course of time, it tapers off a little bit, but it doesn't ever end. Like there's always something going on that, that is keeping you up at night or, or, or uh, taking you away from your daily responsibilities. For me, I, 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 you know, it's the, you know, and en enjoy the journey, not the destination. The journey is really cool, particularly when you get into tactical things. And it's like, Hey, if I deploy this marketing strategy, can I, can I advance this part of my business? Hey, this is something that I think is going to be amazing in our industry. And two years later it is. Um, I think that's the, the, the cool part about, about owning a business. Biz business is fun. And, and at least there should be, Unless you're trying to do everything yourself, something I, right. I constantly hammer home. So um, last little piece here. I think I read recently the average entrepreneur in the past like five years is actually like 45 years old. So there's a lot of people ending careers and, and deciding to go into business for themselves. So I always have to remind myself not to say if you have advice for young entrepreneurs out there, because, you know, middle age entrepreneurs, right, or anybody. But and I didn't prep you for this. So if you could leave with everybody listening, which is one last little tip, you know, what, what is maybe one of your favorite things to tell people if we haven't covered it already? If you plan your work and you work your plan, your plan will work. Right. Or the other one is like uh, uh, um, the main thing is to keep the main thing, the main thing. The main thing yeah. That, so to me, like, I think that if you if you're if you're interested in running a business, you have to have a premise to your business. And you have to have a plan to your business. I think this is a perfect analogy of life. I have a vision of what I would like my life to look like when I'm 40 and 50 and 60 and 70 and so on. And, and at some point in my life, I started writing down the vision and I was like, I want this. I want that. The, the other part is like sticking to your, you know, a lot of businesses are very tangential and they go into all kinds of different areas just to make money. And that's, not an outrageous thing to expect of a small business, a really small business, but like as you narrow, you know, I think that that creates a material impact on you as well. And, and, and that's only something you can do at some point. You can't start your business and say, I only do business for this one segment. Well, your business is probably going to go very small because that segment is very small. But if, if you narrow the segment over time quickly, um, it, it could have a, a potential impact. So I, I believe in having a plan, having a budget for your business is having a financial plan, having a budget in your personal life is a, is a financial plan, having a business plan, maybe not a 50 page written business plan, but like in two pages, explain to me how your business is going to do awesome stuff and make money. Like to me, that is a very easy way to evaluate a business because if, if people don't, it's very easy to come up with a good idea. It's hard to translate that idea into a business. And so 
I think that, you know, creating a plan, a, a, a written plan that you can reference later um, is a really good lesson um, that you can have as a, as a, as an early stage entrepreneur. That plan also helps you build the right team because you say, look, this is our mission. This is where we're going. Yep. Do you want to be a part of this? So then you start to get the people that, you know, it's just like, it's just like following a band, right? You follow the band that you identify with. That's where you're going to put your time and your energy and your emotion. Same thing Absolutely. for business. Cause if your business stands for something, then people know they either want to be a part of it or don't. So, um, Ivan, my friend, we are out of time. Thank you for your time. Obviously our most precious resource. I appreciate you and all the things uh, you're doing. Keep kicking butt out there, man. Very inspiring. And I look, if you are interested, um, you know, knock down Ivan's door. You, you heard it himself. If if you're genuine, uh, he'll, he'll carve out some time for you and mentor you. So, um, I appreciate you, man. Thank you, Brett. Talk to you soon. All right. Take care. Cheers. Thank you for listening. Stay tuned for our next episode.